is up and welcome to Ma I'm Fine episode one. I am your host Alexis aka Lex and in this episode I want to talk about how I spent almost a year traveling Australia. The place down under. (laughs) Okay. I want to talk about Australia because that was like my first major trip. I fucking dipped out and I moved to Australia when I was 19 and it was a pretty crazy adventure and I think a lot of people who want to go to Australia, who want to fucking go and travel, this would really help you because I fucking learned some shit. (laughs) My first big ass trip like that. My year in Australia was fucking amazing. I did like a couple mini trips, Europe, and um, I went to Jamaica and the Dominican Republic, and that was really cool, but that was more like vacations, kind of. This, I was like, you know what? I want to like leave, and I want to, I don't want to just be gone for like a week or two. I want to live somewhere, and me and my dad, when we started talking about traveling, he had mentioned Australia, and so I had Australia in the back of my head and then somebody that I traveled with they were telling me about au pairing. Au pairing is basically an international nanny kind of. You find a family, they offer you to go be their au pair and then you move out there and so you get different perks with different families and so when I started looking at au pairing I didn't first initially look at Australia I looked in Europe but one of the main reasons why I landed on Australia was because there was not going to be a language barrier there I was looking at do I want to go move somewhere that I've never lived before and not be able to communicate in such a way most some people do like some people fucking do it like obviously people who like study abroad and stuff but I was like uh maybe not for my first big trip so no language barrier and I felt super comfortable going and living there because safety wise like I've just heard like really good things I did my research Safety-wise, Australia is, like, pretty awesome. And so when I went on this website called Apparelled, so if you want to do this, you can go through an agency or you can do Apparelled. I trusted myself more than an agency, but if you feel safer going through an agency, go through an agency. You just have to pay them money. But they give you that security blanket of, like, helping you get your visa, helping you find a family. If you don't match with your family, helping you, like, relocate. So those are pretty good things, but that is just going to be a decision you're going to have to make on your own. I chose not to do that. And so Apparel World, you make your own profile, families make their own profiles, and you basically just look through profile sending messages. And then that can lead to future messages and longer messages of like actually getting to know one another. And so I messaged with my host family for quite a while, and then we did video chats. It ended up going really good. And they then asked me to be their au pair. But prior to them, I did get rejected by families. I had this other family in Byron Bay that I really wanted. And they just decided to go to another girl. So that fucking sucked. But everything happens for a reason. But just know, like, you fucking do get rejected. But you can also reject families. You're like, no, I'm not fucking doing that for you. I'm not fucking doing that with your kids. Nah, not for me. And so when they asked me to be their au pair, I think this was kind of like a big thing in my life was I was with somebody, I was dating somebody, but I knew that I was not going to go over there with a boyfriend. I knew what I wanted this trip to be and I, there's no way I'm not going to fucking put in the time to do that long distance shit. <laughs> and I just was like, nah, not doing it. So I made that decision and I was like, mm, I'm going to break up with you. And so we did break up 
and then I signed my contract with my au pair family and I was like holy shit like I'm gonna do this I had six months until I moved out there and so in between signing the contract and actually leaving I applied for a visa in Australian dollars it's 485 and then I booked my flight it was like a thousand dollars I was like holy fuck that was expensive but I booked a one-way that was my biggest expense I didn't have to worry about rent I didn't have to worry about food when I got out there and I was gonna get pocket money which is like a weekly allowance so that is kind of how it differs from like an actual job you get a weekly allowance and not a salary and so I got a weekly allowance and another thing that I did was because as I said I scuba dived the Great Barrier Reef I got scuba certified before I moved out there you can do the Great Barrier Reef if you don't want to get certified you can still dive it it's just a different kind of way and I was like you know what if I'm gonna go all the way to Australia fucking dive the Great Barrier Reef I want to do it as a diver because I had like an hour beautiful amazing fucking dive with me and two other people it was literally our guide and then this other girl and there fuck it, it was so fucking worth it it was incredible and so getting scuba certified that was expensive too but it all depends on where you do it if you do group classes if you do private classes so there you go and then other big thing was fucking packing I sometimes I felt like I brought way too much stuff other times I felt like I did not bring enough stuff I tried to remember that I was going to be there in summer winter like all the seasons and I brought like a, one of those big ass suitcases a little suitcase and a backpack and getting to Australia was fucking fine I flew from Sacramento to Hawaii and then Hawaii to Brisbane and getting all my fucking shit there was fine it was when I got to Brisbane and had a flight from Brisbane to Newcastle and Jetstar the airline Jetstar do not fuck with them if you go to Australia and your shit is overweight wise they're gonna fucking ding you. I had to pay, I think, about $230 in overcharges because of how much my shit weighed. Because you can only bring a certain amount as a carry-on. They are so fucking crazy about it. They will literally weigh your shit as you're getting on the plane. But if you, they give you these little tags, and if you just save your tag, you just like, oh, you already checked mine. If you're over, that's what we finally caught on and did that, and we got away with it a couple times. But they fucked me and I cried I was like what what why why can't you just like give me more why can't you just give me more weight I'm so sorry I didn't know I just got here and so yeah that was a fucking a lot but something that I wish I would have brought on that fucking 19 plus hour flight was snacks my sister is so fucking good with the snacks and so another tip snacks neck pillow I really liked mini toothbrushes to freshen up wipes yeah, I feel like, and then you can, I don't know if you like compression socks and do that shit, I don't, but definitely, or a fucking thing for your face, a mask, that would be great, because people are dicks, and they leave the fucking windows up, or they're just, like, people who fly suck sometimes, but, oh, and then another fucking thing, I almost missed my flight, so that was intense, I was running through terminals in Hawaii to get all the way a fucking cross the goddamn airport but I made it and I was out and leaving the fam because I feel like a lot of people that is a big thing like leaving your family and I got the guilt trip from my family 
hundred percent. My mom made me feel guilty for leaving. My non made me feel guilty for leaving. My dad supported me. My sis, yeah. But I was the first one to leave the fam. So if you are like the first person to leave the fam and you're getting guilted, just fucking do it. It's your life. It's your fucking life. What do you mean? You'll see them and they'll get over it. So that's kind of what I thought. And they did. They eventually did. But I did cry when I left. I was sad. I was sad. So just be prepared for that. You can be sad about doing something and know that you got to do it. So that's just my two cents. Okay, so I'm finally in Australia. I meet my family. They're fucking amazing. I love them so much. I miss them so much. The two little kids that I nanny for. And the parents were amazing. My setup was so fucking cool. So let me just explain my personal details as an au pair for this family. I had my own little flat that was on their pretty. I had my own bedroom, bathroom, little living room area, and like a small kitchen. And then I got my own car to use. The only thing I couldn't do with the car was take it on road trips and leave it at the train station. But I could drive around town. I took the kids in it when I took them to school. And then I worked three days a week. I worked Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But I worked 12-hour days. But then I had four days to go travel and do whatever the fuck I wanted. So my setup was amazing. And then I got pocket money. My personal pocket money that I got was $2.30 a week. And how they paid you, I opened up a bank account, used your passport and your ID, and then you can get a debit card and you could just get a checking. And then they paid me just bank transfer. Oh, fuck. I'm talking so fucking fast. So sorry. So that was basically the gist of like my au pair situation oh and then obviously I I didn't pay for food uh if I ever wanted anything I just put on the grocery list and gas wise I pay for my gas anytime I wasn't driving the kids so that was my au pair perk every family is different into what they can offer but personally I would not settle less the next time I au pair I would 100% want my own bathroom and my own bedroom sometimes you got to share with the kids but there's a lot of families out there that you could definitely find what you want but when I was first doing this I was like I don't even know what to expect but not to expect but now definitely try to get your own bathroom and obviously your own bedroom that would be awesome okay so I'm fucking out there I'm moving out there I meet Abby they're a current au pair she introduces to me to all their friends I spent like the first couple weeks like in town getting settled just exploring nearby things so I lived in Madawi it was two and a half hours north of Sydney closest city to me was Newcastle and then there was a beach town called Nelson Bay Madawi was just fucking cool as shit it was a little it was a little town but had so much character but I was close to the city close to the beach fucking close to the wineries Hunter Valley if you can do a trip or spend a night in Hunter Valley oh my god the fucking wine and the wine tasting Probably the best wine tasting that I have done that is for such a good price. When I went wine tasting in the Hunter Valley, I found a company that literally picked me up in Madawi and drove us, me and my friends, around Hunter Valley. And we went to five wineries. We had lunch. We had snacks. We did like a chocolate tasting. We did like a chocolate and liquor tasting. I got so drunk on my first wine tasting, I literally got denied. They said, we can't serve you anymore. And I was like, the fuck? I'm not drunk. Give me more wine. Looking back at pictures, oh my god, I was booked. So Hunter Valley, a fucking must do. It is so much fun. And it's just like, oh, you get dressed up, fucking go drink some good ass wine. It's good. And then also the Barringtons were around us. They were like a little bit of a drive, but they were like woods, camping, hiking. So that was also just a fun little area that was near me. So obviously when you go to a new place and you move somewhere, you fucking start exploring 
nearby thing. So I went to Newcastle. It was just like a fun city with shops and bars. I used to do yoga out there. There was a spot called the Bogey Hole. It's a swimming hole in the ocean. So if you ever go to Newcastle, that was like a cool stop to go to. In Nelson Bay, we would do the Tomary hike. I would also go scuba diving at Feet First Dive. Fucking amazing dive center. I love them. Trudy fucking taught me how to dive. I feel such, I felt like such a confident diver diving with her. So if you are looking into getting scuba certified or just diving with a company, Feet First Dive, 100%. I fucking love them. I fucking went skydiving when I was living in the area and then I went wine tasting. So that was kind of like what I would do if I was home. I would go surfing, go to Nelson Bay, go out to the city, hang out with the family. And I definitely did not hang out with the family all the time. I took my days off, especially when I first got there. Like, Honestly, I didn't get super close with the family, I feel like, until halfway through my trip because when I was there at the beginning, I was just bebopping around. I was fucking going. Take time for yourself. It's hard when you're living with a family to really separate those working hours and off hours because if the kids are little they just don't understand working hours and off hours they just think of you as family and but it's okay it's 100% okay to tell the kids no if you're on off days also for me especially working those 12-hour days if I like hung out with the kids on the weekends or my off days it was like I needed that break to give them 100% on those three days that I work so don't ever feel bad for taking time for yourself especially as an au pair because it's kind of, it is hard to say no to kids, but sometimes you're just like, sit the fuck down, go away, go the fuck away. Don't actually say that, but you can think it. Okay, so yeah, that was fucking where I was living. If you're in those areas, fucking hit those up. That's fun. But my first big trip was to Sydney, the fucking opera house, Sydney. I was fucking so excited. You know how many times I've seen Nemo and all that shit? So I, in my year that I was there, I went to Sydney quite a few times. It was a two and a half hour train ride. It was not far. The hostels were cheap and there was so much to do. And so when I was in Sydney, I would do the opera house walk around the CBD, the botanical gardens, literally lead into the opera house. And then you can take the ferry to Manly. In Manly, you can fucking walk around. There's so much to do in Manly. It's such a cute little beach town as well. You could take the ferry everywhere. You could just take the ferry just to fucking look at the opera house and just hang out on the ferry. You use an Opal card, literally get it out of 7-Eleven. You get the fucking app. You pay on your app. You can reload your card like anywhere that there's public transportation. Public transportation in Australia, incredible. So easy to use. There's apps for each territory. New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland. Yeah, so when you go there and you are planning on using public transportation, it's fucking free it's so good and so let's see what else fucking sydney had to offer Ooh, gardens of alexandria so fucking cute they like decorated i think i went during when it was alice in wonderland and it was it's so fucking cute it's so it's like a it's fucking like a fairy garden it in their restaurant in there so good their drinks so good and they're so cute like one drink that we got was literally in a little it looks like a pot with a sunflower so if you want a cute fucking place to take pictures and just walk around and have a fucking good time time gardens of alexandria it is kind of hard to get there we had a car each time i went i think i had a car or we ubered uber's the thing there so but that is like a little bit out of the city okay let's see fucking moving on moving on moving on okay also 
figure eight pools. This was a little weekend trip. I honestly wouldn't have been able to do it if I was not living in Australia. And I think that is a great point because why I wanted to live somewhere was I wanted to just fucking immerse myself where I was going. I wanted to be able to do little weekend things like that that I wouldn't be able to get if I just went out there for a month. So the figure eight pools, how to get there. You go into Sydney, fucking run a car. They weren't that fucking far. But if you literally Google the figure eight pools, you'll get a whole list of how to get there, where to park. It. You can go through a tour. You fucking do not need to do that. Just make sure you go on the right fucking tides. It's tide dependent because if the tide is up, the fucking, you're not going to see the pools. So, and then you just do the hike. You literally just fucking do the hike. And the hike there, fucking amazing. It's fucking all downhill for the most part. So, snacks, water, so fucking hot in Australia, especially in the summertime. Make sure you're hydrated and make sure you have fucking snacks. And you have to climb over rocks, so good fucking shoes too. And you're like on the side of the cliff, but it's like the water's right there. So, it's like you're low on the cliff. And it was really cool. Gonna say only one figure eight pool that actually looked like a figure eight, but the whole rock area was just awesome like it was flat there were so many shelves that people could sit on and there was pools everywhere there was just one figure eight obviously everybody was standing and waiting to like take pictures but we saw the tour companies there 100% we saw the tour companies there and I was like I would have been pissed if like we did this you just gotta do your fucking research so to be a good traveler and to feel confident when you're traveling is do your research if you feel comfortable and confident in what you're doing and your research that you've done then you're fucking you're golden okay after the figure eight pulls and if you have more fucking time the blue mountains the blue mountains are fucking beautiful it's a rugged region west of Sydney and the mountains get their name because they are covered with a blue haze. And so if you're going to do the Blue Mountains, either rent a car or you can use public transportation. It's a two-hour train ride from Sydney. We stayed in a hostel in Katoomba. One of the major attractions is the Three Sisters. But when you get into Katoomba, I did the hop-on and hop-off bus. And I actually do recommend doing it because when you get into the Blue Mountains, the hop-on, hop-off bus will pick you up at any of the stops. So you don't have to do the hikes round trip. You can plan your day, do a hike that leads out there either take the bus back or like continue your day but you have some sort of transportation throughout the Blue Mountains and also to get back into Katoomba so I usually don't do those types of things but it definitely is recommended to do that in the Blue Mountains or you can just use a regular bus there's also that but this is cool because it picks you up at specific spots of where you're hiking and the Blue Mountains are fucking amazing you fucking get out in nature you hike you have a good time there's like these two bars there's some restaurants and it's like a little town Katoomba but you're going there to like hike and be out fucking with nature you're not going there to party it's very chill vibes but they're huge okay so west of the Blue Mountains is the Janolan Caves and they were sick as fuck oh my gosh another little mini trip that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was not there for as long as I was so the Janolan Caves I went with my girl Aoife she's from Ireland we met backpacking and I fucking love her she lived in Sydney and so we planned this trip together and what they are is they're limestone caves and they're located west of the Blue Mountains so if you're fucking in the Blue Mountains hop over to the Janolan Caves and where they are it's cool it's like a little town but the caves are fucking 340 million years old they are the most ancient discovered open caves in the world and being in the caves just fucking being in the mountains and just the history the sounds the quietness the echoness 
all of it was incredible. I felt so fucking tiny. Like when he was telling me how fucking old these things are, I was in shock. It was so worth it. You have to pay to do the caves. You have to pick a tour. You have to go in a group. That's all thing like buy the book and you can pick certain caves. They were definitely kind of pricey. So we did two caves, but the tours are long. Like they're not short and you can do like crazy ass fucking tours. Like when you're like harnessed up and doing that shit, you could go at night. I would have, I would like to do that. So yeah, you have to go by tour. You have to uh, pick a time and do it. I think two caves was good enough. We were there for a weekend. In terms of staying, Ethan and I stayed at the Jolin Caves house. I recommend staying there. It wasn't that expensive and it's right next to the caves. If you didn't want to stay there, there are cabins and bed and breakfast near the caves, but you're not going to get as close to the caves as you are with the Jolin Caves house because you can walk to the caves from that accommodation. But the Jolin Caves, bucket list, check. Okay, let's see fucking what else. What else you can do in Sydney? And that's all in Sydney, like relatively close to Sydney. So let's just say you want to go to Australia. It's fucking huge. But what's nice about Australia is that a lot of it is just on the coast. Not a lot is in the middle. Fucking outback. But if you want to just go to Sydney, you could easily spend two weeks in Sydney. So just food for thought. I loved Sydney. Because they have festival. Festival season there is so fucking fun. I went to Oktoberfest there. Crazy ass shit. So much fun. Yacht socials are like really popular there too. So during the summertime, you all go in the bay near the fucking opera house house and go on these boats and just like fucking tie up and hang and drink and float and be merry i never did a yacht social but my friend ifa they did them all the fucking time and they just look fucking awesome so i regret not doing that so do a fucking yacht social okay moving on we're done with sydney sydney's fucking dope and their bars and no we're going back to sydney their bars i could do a fucking mini episode about sydney but this is the only thing else that i'm gonna say their fucking bars are awesome their nightlife is just really cool but it doesn't compare to melbourne because melbourne you don't have a curfew sydney's bars you can't like get in anywhere i think past two and also if you are person that gets fucking rowdy they will kick you out if they think that you are too drunk i got denied to go into a casino and i was so drunk but I tried to like pull it together in my head but I ended up sneaking in anyways because I was like you don't fucking tell me no but I'm just saying go crazy but just know that they'll they'll definitely kick you out because I got I got kicked out fucking being sober I was like bitch sit your ass down you're fucking not the boss of me right now I'm sober okay so moving on Brisbane is up more north it is in queensland i fucking believe and brisbane is cool there's a koala sanctuary there you can go to the brisbane sign the clock tower is free that's just cool fun activity to do they got crazy ass museums which i love museums they are so fucking cool like the history the knowledge you get so brisbane's got some cool museums eat streets is has all these vendors and you can go eat listen to music walk around that's cool you gotta drive there though look out mount kutha it is just this mountain that you drive up and you just looks all over brisbane so that was really cool i took my sister when she visited and she really liked it and then south bank is also fun to walk around it's a man-made pool it's just brisbane's a really clean city and it's you it's fun to just walk around in brisbane especially on the south bank because that's where the brisbane sign is you have the pools you have some restaurants you have the bridge and so when you're walking around Brisbane you cross over bridges to get to South Bank I really did like Brisbane and I visited there a couple times I almost forgot to add 
but my first trip out to Brisbane, I stayed with a family that I met on my flight out to Australia and they told me that if I was ever up in Brisbane to hit them up and that I could stay with them and I totally took them up on that offer and I'm so happy I did because they were so amazing and so lovely. I couldn't say anything bad about them ever. Obviously that was probably not the safest thing but you know I have a good judge of character and man were they just amazing and I love them and if I ever go back I will for sure try to see them again because they literally took some random ass girl into their home and showed me around Australia or showed me around Brisbane and just good people happy days which is what the dad used to say all the time and I for sure stole that because I love that okay moving on next place that I fucking loved Byron Bay that is where Chris Hemsworth lives I never saw him but there's always fucking sightings of him so Byron Bay If you go a little bit up north from Byron Bay, there's a place called Nimbin. And I went to Nimbin and there was a naked parade and it was amazing. The naked parade caught me by surprise. I did not expect it. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Should I take my top off too? But I didn't. And you know what? I just fucking should have. You never know. Whenever you have an opportunity to free the tatas, free them. Okay, Crystal Castle is in Byron Bay as well. That's really cool if you're into crystals. Me and my sister also went there. And we did like this guided meditation. We walked around. We saw all the, it was just like cool to walk around. And if you're fucking into crystals, which we are, it was a good time. And then also in Byron Bay, the lighthouse is really cool to watch sunset, sunrise. And Byron Bay has a lot of shops. Like if you are on the main strip, there's shops all the way up and down. And if you go right and go left, there's other little shopping shops. And there's always live music. In Byron Bay, uh, I stayed at a villa one time. I stayed at an Airbnb one time when I went there, but there are hostels. I believe you can camp. I think Abby told me that she camped on the beach there. Super chill vibes, hippy dippy, cool. Loved it. Byron Bay, must do. All right, and then I said, all right, you know what? Been doing some trips on the East Coast. Let's adventure to Melbourne, which is in Victoria. And let me tell you about going like south like that. You get four seasons in a day, especially in Melbourne. You don't know fucking what you're going to get. So if you're going to go to Melbourne, pack accordingly. Be ready for everything. In Melbourne, there is the Great Ocean Road. And I can for sure do a little mini episode because I detailed this trip really well in my journal. I did it in three days. It is a coastal drive that starts in Torquay and then goes to Warrnambool. And it is just your fucking amazing ass road trip. Crazy ass scenic views, rock formations coming out of the ocean. The highlights of like that trip for me was the Kenneth River Koala Walk. Saw all these fucking koalas in the wild. The London Arch, Gibson Steps, the Lockard Gorge, the Garado Bay of Islands, and the big one is the Twelve Apostles. Definitely the Great Ocean Road. I'm so happy I did it. I would do it again. And there's so much that you can do. There's hikes, there's waterfalls, Great Ocean Road is definitely a highlight of Melbourne. You can do it in one day. There are tours that you can do it in one day, but we really wanted to spread it out and do all that we could do. So Melbourne, Great Ocean Road. I had a wild ass drunk weekend in Melbourne. I went to Melbourne twice and the first time I fucking went there was when I woke up from that weekend and I was like, you know what? I think I need to take a minute. I had gained a shit ton of weight. 
That is another thing. That is fucking, th- that was fucking real. I gained weight because I was fucking having a good time. I was doing my thing. I was drinking. I was eating. But this weekend was when I was like, okay, I think I need to like get a little bit more healthier and take a minute. And I told my mom and she was like, well, you fucking are going crazy and drinking and partying. And I was like, I'm having a good time doing what I want. But Melbourne is wild. So if you go to Melbourne, just know you can get into some shit there. During the day, though, personally, it was rainy. It was cold. I was so hungover. I did not enjoy Melbourne, how most people enjoy Melbourne. But they have a lot of street art. People say that say they see penguins. And it's a cool city that I would recommend. But my own personal experience, I don't think I experienced it as well as I could have. Because it was just a fucking drunk fest. All I did was get drunk. But the Great Ocean Road was a separate trip. Fucking incredible. Do the Great Ocean Road. Okay, so that those trips brought me to about like May. Been there for like five months. And at this time, like I said at the beginning, I only bought a fucking one-way ticket. I had no idea when I was going to come home. I just fucking bought a one-way ticket. I told my mom I was going to come home with my sister after we road tripped together. I told her I was going to come home after the summer. I said, oh, okay, did it maybe not. And then I was like, I'm not going to come home until the holidays because I feel like I should come home for Christmas. So when my sister came, we road tripped together. And when we were driving up there, I drove because she didn't want to drive on the other side of the road. That is another thing. I can't believe that's not the fucking first thing that I talked about when I got there. But driving on the other side of the road, I was a way better driver there than I am in the States because I'm so alert when I'm driving. Like, you know when you fucking are driving at home and you can just kind of like space out and you're like, how the fuck did I get to where I am? I could not do that there. I literally had to think when I was turning each time, I was like, okay, I want to be this is where I want to be when I turn. And I didn't want my family to think I was a shit-ass driver. So I was just like a super hyper alert driver there. But after being there for a while, I got good at driving. And I was just in general a way better driver there. So driving on the other side of the road, kind of scary. Not as scary as you think. You fucking, you just remember. What helped me a lot is you always want to be in the middle. Like as the driver, you don't want to be on the outside of the road. So I would just tell myself, you want to be in the middle. Is this a two lane road or a one lane road? Because obviously you can move. So yeah, driving on the side of the road, fucking you bitches got it. Not, not thing but chicken wang. <laughs> okay, I need a break. I've been fucking talking and talking and talking. Okay, I'm going to take a bong. I don't know what everybody's doing who's listening to me right now. But if you're just hanging and, you know, get a glass of wine, get a cup of tea. I have a bong. I'm going to take a bong rub because I'm at home and that's what I do. So. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Oh, fuck. God, that was a fucking big one. Okay. I just spilled fucking water everywhere. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Yeah, those, those trips, that took me to about May and then Tay came out. We fucking drove the um fuck i'm fucking so baked right now okay so when tay came out our stops were sydney newcastle madawi hunter valley area and then we drove up from there to byron bay had a couple nights in byron bay and then our last stop was brisbane and she went home from brisbane after she leaves i was going fucking backpacking and it was amazing i had never been backpacking before like straight up had shit on my back, living out of that, gonna go stay in hostels, gonna be by myself, completely alone, wasn't fucking knowing anybody, and I was fucking 
ready. I was so excited. Couple of things, fucking packed way too much fucking shit. My back hurt so bad, so fucking bad. I was throwing shit away by the middle of my trip because I was like, I don't need this. I don't wear this. I don't want this because my back hurt so bad. I did not need to bring all the fucking shoes that I brought. Less is more because the next time I went, oh my God, I brought the tiniest backpack and I was set planning process of backpacking abby the au pair before me she had gone traveling she did the east coast and she was fucking in asia and doing her thing and so she went through the company happy travels i honestly would recommend they kind of helped me book everything booked what i was going to do booked where i was going to stay helped me get the greyhound bus so i traveled up the east coast in a bus so you can do it in a camper van you can rent a car I kind of would want to do it in a camper van next time just so that you could see way more instead of just like being on the bus and stuff and you're controlled of fucking where you're going to go and shit. So, but I did the Greyhound bus and took you everywhere. And so they helped me get that. They helped me book my buses. So I like knew um, how to get there, where to go. But they also gave me the leniency to change. Like I could change my buses. I could change my hostels. I just had to get in contact with them. But it helped me book my camping trip when I went to Fraser Island, the boat that I was going to stay on when I stayed in the Whit Sundays. They helped me book my scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef. So that was good and then also if anything like went wrong on my trip I could reach out to them now knowing what I did now that I've already done the east coast you could 100% not go through them like do it if you kind of want somebody to like do it for you and you have that security but literally just research where you want to go the like the east coast is such a popular travel destination that you pretty much have your main spots Okay, so after my sister left, I went to Noosa, and I didn't have a lot of time in Noosa, but what I did get to do there was go kayaking and do the ferry pools. I definitely recommend the ferry pools. It's just a coastal walk. It's one ferry pool, but you can, I don't know why it's actually called the ferry pools, but it's called the ferry pools. It's a longer walk, but I just went to the ferry pools and then went back to my hostel. And this was the first time where I ever stayed in a co-ed hostel room. There were so many people staying in this one room and that was an experience in itself. But to get privacy in a room like that, people would hang sheets or blankets on their bunk bed. But overall, staying in a hostel is not that bad. I would meet a lot of my friends that way and you just have to be smart like obviously don't leave your stuff just wide open and everywhere most hostels have lockers just do your research make sure you're staying at hostels that have good reviews because there are bad hostels out there and I definitely have had my experience in staying at a bad hostel and it was just very nasty gross and so now I do my own research when it comes to picking the hostels that I stay at. Okay, Rainbow Beach. So left Noosa, went to Rainbow Beach. I was staying there because the hostel that I stayed at was also the company that I was going with camping on Fraser Island. And so I was with this group. It was like basically a bunch of age-wise 19 to like 28 27 and we were all going four-wheel driving camping we all got booze it was fucking fun Fraser Island was a fucking time you can do Fraser Island on your own but when you have to have a fucking car that's four-wheel drive and if I didn't go with this tour company I literally would have no idea how to find like the spots that you go to like Lake Mackenzie the shipwrecked Indian head champagne pools like when we went tubing down the creek that was also on the island so I would not go 
unless you have some insider knowledge about Fraser Island because I would have no there's no cell service there's like she has cell service there's dingoes fucking everywhere so I would recommend like going like you can stay on the island like we camped there's like a hotel that you can stay at but we camped fucking Fraser Island was a time like if you want to fucking go be rowdy party drink camp be fucking dumb it was so fun when we fucking got there we walked up to the sand dunes I literally was holding this fucking gallon of cheap wine called goon if you're in Australia fucking get goon it got me so fucked up and it's kind of like a four logo and if you know on four logo they just like got you so fucked up like and you everybody knew that if you were like I had a four logo last night they're like oh fuck okay we understand now so goon is kind of like that and it hits you so fast so the first time I ever had goon I was like not drunk and then all of a sudden the drunkest I've ever been and I'm trying to like carry these like boogie boards in my goon and my cup but we fucking made it. I thought I was gonna fucking die literally I was so out of shape fucking hiking up this shit but so fucking worth it literally just imagine it kind of looked like the desert and the ocean was there we were surfing and like going down the sand dunes it was so fucking fun days that I was there we like hit all those spots that I had mentioned this trip made me feel like a fucking like adult because I was how old was I I was 20 I was just like holy shit I'm just like a fucking adult right now I feel like a whole ass adult because I never like done like crazy ass like hookups before on Fraser Island I just got fucking crazy like this is for I fucking hooked up with this Irish guy he was so amazing I was like in love with him for three days and then he went I went my way he went his way it was so romantic I was like oh man see ya hope to see you in the future I don't know what it is about that accent it is just it's fucking sexy that's all I can say. It's fucking sexy. So yeah, Fraser Island was a fucking time. That's where I met Aoife. That is where I met a lot of my traveling friends because we were just together for those days. And a lot of people that I met on Fraser Island, I reconnected with later on in my trip because we all kind of had the same travel path. Some people go up, some people go down. Oh, my sexy Irish guy, he was going down, sadly. And then so after Fraser Island, had a time on Fraser Island, and then I went to Airlie Beach. And from Airlie Beach is where a lot of people take and go out on boats and go to the Wit Sundays. The Wit Sundays were just fucking incredible. Like Fraser Island was fun because we were fucking partying and going crazy. The Wit Sundays was just a breath of fresh air. Like waking up before sunrise on this boat and watching sunrise on these islands. It is so beautiful. The White Haven beaches, it's like 50 shades of blue. There's like Hook Island and it's like swirls of blue and white and you can walk out on the beach. It was just incredible. I would do that again. You stay out on a boat and I went on an adventure boat because I wanted to scuba dive and I will say the scuba diving was not good but you can't control that. It's the fucking ocean and so but I would say that where I went scuba diving was not the best. So I was kind of irritated that I paid more and because the people who weren't certified divers got a way better dive site and I was kind of like that fucking sucks like I would have loved to dive over here. It was clear blue shallows. It was it would have been a fun dive site. So that was a bummer. But I think my favorite memory from the Wit Sundays was literally watching the sunset. Dolphins fucking jumping out of the water and you're just sitting on this boat and you're just fucking hanging. It was a time. Okay, so then after Airlie Beach, I went up to Cannes. In Cannes, that was where I went scuba diving the Great Barrier Reef. I went into the rainforest. I went with a tour company called Uncle Brian's Tour. Super not like a crazy big tour. We were in a little van bus just like going to all these waterfalls and swimming holes in the rainforest. 100% recommend Uncle Brian's Tour. The downtown area of Cannes is cool. You can walk around. There's shops just like a regular city 
I also went to a cultural show when my dad was in town. I recommend doing that, especially if you just want to learn some history about indigenous people and their culture. I had a crazy wild night at this hostel called Calypso. It's a hostel and a club. So if you are looking where to stay calypso is like very it's recommended and so popular but if you do not want to be in the party scene do not stay there you can hear the club at all hours of the night and some people are like i really wish i wasn't staying here because it's kind of hard to get away from this scene so just a little tip if you're not really into that whole party scene don't stay at calypso and so yeah that was cans so after Cannes, I went back home to Madawi and I just like hung out there for the next couple weeks because I was going to house sit for my host family. I was going to house sit and just like hang out there, work out, earn some money because I was poor as fuck now. I did my advanced scuba diving in this time where I was house sitting. I got certified for deep night navigation and shipwrecks. And oh man, I love night diving, love shipwrecks, love deep dives, but my favorite diving is shark dives. There's just high stakes. They're so amazing, beautiful animals that could literally just rip you to pieces if they wanted to. But when you're down there and then you're just like existing with them, it's just an amazing experience and feeling. And I like to say that the ocean is like space downstairs. Can't explore space, but I can sure explore the ocean. So that was basically what I did after backpacking. And so I did that for the next like couple months. Like I did little mini trips here and there. But the next place, big ass place that I fucking went to was Uluru. My dad was planning on coming out. I also planned me and my dad's trip. So all these places I fucking really fucking wanted to go here. And Uluru, I was like, I haven't made it out to the fucking outback. So we went to Uluru. And Uluru, it's in the Northern Territory, but it's fucking in the middle of Australia. And so their air is rock and it's made of sandstone about half a billion years old and it's infused with minerals that reflect the red light of sunrise and sunset and so it appears to glow and then it also gets its rust color from oxidation but it's like super consacred to the aborigines and it's just the energy there there is stories on the air's rock that just shows the history there and the tribes and all the people that came before and it was like you could feel the energy there everybody's like why the fuck are you gonna go in the middle of australia to see a rock but when you're there it's pretty fucking cool they also have like other things that you can do there not just go hiking and stuff there's the field of lights you can ride camels i fucking rode a camel there and that was pretty cool and they were good camels the guy who like took care of them really fucking loved his camels i ate crocodile there for the first time me and my dad we cooked it ourselves and we fucking ate it it was awesome i was like hell yeah i'm fucking in the outback right now Uluru, if you can make it there it's definitely worth it and there's like all these hotels and so you just pick one that you fucking want to stay at Uluru was cool and then uh, I took my dad to Darwin which is like in the northern northern territory and in Darwin there's hot suits it's humid as fuck it's hot as fuck but there's so many national parks there we took a tour of Litchfield which is awesome we did a jumping croc tour on the Adelaide River we went to Crocus uh Cove where we got fucking lowered down in a cage with a crocodile it was awesome it was so it was like so overpriced but we were like when the fuck are we ever going to be able to do this let's fucking do it and so we did it 
and but there's hot springs there and like like I said a fucking shit ton of national parks I wish I had my own car so I could explore because it was awesome and then after Darwin if you're like wanting to fucking relax Hamilton Island my dad kept saying that it was our vacation from our vacation because we were bebopping around and we were doing shit every fucking day we were eating we were drinking we were exploring we were doing things so when we got to Hamilton Island we just fucking chilled we drank by the pool and we hung out Island is fucking expensive so my dad paid for it which i'm so happy for thanks dad that was so much fun but it's expensive no doubt it's such a small island but it's so fucking relaxing because my dad was like i want to go where the locals vacation i was like hamilton island dad we got to go there so yeah that was all the places that i fucking explored from january to november there's so much that i didn't fucking do like i want to do tasmania i want to do western australia specifically the ningaloo reef because there's whale sharks there and i would love to do that as well came back over my trip i don't know how much australian money i spent but if you think about it as i was making 230 a week australian and i spent all my Australian money I did not come home so you just multiply that by the fucking weeks that I was there by that amount of money and then I spent 5,000 of my U.S. dollars that was my diving my advanced diving was expensive my backpacking trip I don't want to say it was more than $1,500 I think it was like $1,000 or something like that so that was that and then I used all of my Australian money so if you're gonna budget and you plan on working with au pairing always have a backup plan you don't fucking know a hundred percent if these people are gonna be fucking crazy there are stories i'm not gonna fucking bullshit you there are scary stories about people being mistreated and taken advantage of but you fucking come prepared and you have a backup plan because some people will like come some girls will come and just expect everything to work out and not have the funds to support themselves until they find a new family or get a job. You can go to Australia on a work and holiday visa, which is what I was on, and just fucking work like a regular person. Aoife, she uh, just left fucking Ireland, moved here, got a job, got an apartment, and was just hanging. So you don't have to au pair to move to Australia. And there's other countries that you can do that as well. Ireland, you can get a work and holiday visa. But au pairing was just how I did it. But fucking be smart about it. And make sure you have enough money to have a backup plan. You also need to have a certain amount of money to qualify for a visa. But for an example, there was a girl that I met who was in my town and she was like in my au pair friend group. And her family would like not make enough food for her at dinner time. Would just be so rude to her, not pay her on time. But like you make sure that you fucking stand up for yourself. Do not fucking take any bullshit. Just hearing the stories could have a backup plan just in case. Because with my contract... I could break my contract if like certain things were violated like if I didn't feel safe like if I felt like this is not what they advertise if anything like that but they could also because as much as it's a fucking risk for you it is equally a risk for them because you they are trusting you with their kids like literally with their kids you are equally trusting each other with such important things so I think that trust is just universal and there's such amazing families out there most of them have had au pairs you talk I had 12 au pairs to fucking talk to before I committed to my host family I don't want to like paint it as like it turned out perfect have to be smart has taken is real so just a little hard truth for you there so what I fucking learned when I was there talked about driving on the other side of the road definitely was a fear while I was there 
but I fucking conquered and I fucking did it and it was good. I fucking love driving on the side of the road. Something that I got really good at was planning my own trips, like doing the research and planning my trips because I'm all fucking go with the flow, have fun, like go with whatever the day takes you. But when I'm going to explore something, I would like to have knowledge about where I'm going so I can have a few things that I want to fucking do. I don't want to just be walking around like a nut with nothing to do, nowhere, no idea where to eat. So I like to plan my shit. I like to plan what I'm going to do, like plan where I'm going to stay. And I like to plan or have an idea of where I'm going to eat. So wherever the day takes us and we're hungry, I can be like, oh, okay, like let's see where this place is. Like this looked good. This had good reviews. I fucking love Yelp and I love Pinterest. If you don't have a Pinterest, get a fucking Pinterest because all my trips I love Pinterest so much I get all my itineraries there they just help me plan my trip because it's just direct links to blogs about different places and so 100% recommend doing Pinterest okay so another thing that I just learned being out on my own and being away from home and my family was processing bad news my grandpa died when I was in Australia and I chose not to come home because my dad was gonna come a month later for a backpacking trip and so that really fucking sucked I had to deal with not being near my family having shitty ass fucking news but my host family was really great I planted a tree for my grandpa and I said goodbye and that was it but I think if you're worried about missing things and being away from your family and bad things happening I think it's a real possibility bad things can happen anytime that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go do something okay next using public transportation like I said before public transportation in Australia being amazing it was so easy to use you get a card for each state you get an app you can put exactly where you are and where you want to go it will tell you what bus what train what stop you need to be where to stand it was great like I have no idea how to use public transportation in the states it really kind of scares me (laughs) like I've tried to research like I've tried to use public transportation and I don't know. It's just kind of hard here. Also, another thing, saving money and money management. Obviously, I had to budget and to be able to do things, but because I didn't really have any bills, like my I also had to get a SIM card for my phone and my host family paid for that. So they paid for my phone bill as well. So saving my money and money management is a big thing. What I do now, because I'm fucking spending too much money right now, is keep track of what you spend so that when you look at your bank account, you can see what you're spending, especially when you're traveling. Like, so what I have now is I have a long-term savings account and then I have a short-term savings account. Like if I have like little mini trips coming up that I want to save up for, and then I have my long-term, which would be like for my big trips, like that is the money that I'm going to use when I leave home again, which I love home. I'm just ready to go travel again. Okay. So another thing that I learned was I learned how to be on my own and being by myself and like being lonely and putting myself out there and just like getting fucking comfortable with just hanging out and just like being with myself. It was great. I feel like I learned so much about myself. I had such a good time. Just because I was like by myself, I wasn't necessarily lonely, made me put myself out there and make new friends. Like literally just be like, hey, what's up? Eva, we were in the fucking store. We were both going to Fraser Island. We were staying in the same room. So we were chit-chatting in a room and then we went and got goon together. We went, bought the fucking wine. And I was like, what are you going to get? She's like, I don't know. And we just fucking sparked conversations. When you're backpacking and you're going to backpack alone, you got to fucking put yourself out there or be okay with being alone. But I fucking loved it. Like, I love traveling by myself. I was nervous, but I figured it out and it was fun. Okay, another thing that I did 
when I was in Australia was I fucking was in school the entire time. I took classes online. I never took a gap year. I did not want to push off college and I was taking online classes already and that was kind of when the idea of I could be anywhere and do this came into my head. So when I was doing all my crazy ass shit, I kept a 4.0 and that is something I'm fucking really proud of because I graduated college in four years. I was able to balance traveling, working my hours that I worked and school. And sometimes, yeah, it did fucking suck when I had to like spend hours doing work so that when my travel days came, I didn't have to worry about doing school. Definitely when I was traveling, I would do school in my hostel room. I, if I had a test one day and I was going to be traveling or in the airport, I definitely had to manage my school work but it's like impossible so if you know yourself and you think that you can for sure manage online school but I want to make something clear it was not like the fucking bullshit zoom shit that bullshit zoom shit that is fucking happened during covid it was like straight up discussion board based essay based quiz tests everything like that I did have to take a lab on campus like there were certain classes had to take before I could travel and labs were one of them but my English classes fucking everything all my criminal justice a big reason why I chose Sac State was because their criminal justice program is online. It's designed for people who are going back to school, who fucking work 40-hour work weeks, who don't have time for the traditional college shit. The classes are eight weeks, and it's fucking fast-paced, no bullshit. It was exactly what I needed. It just worked really well for me. So if you fucking can do online school, especially when you're doing your associates, I also went to community college. If you're doing your associates, so those classes can still fucking be taken online. Think about how much you could travel like when you're in college, just if you were working and just fucking be bopping around what I fucking did and I was I'm not getting the typical college experience see like sororities university but I mean this version was pretty fucking fun too okay so moving on to staying healthy when I went out there like I said before I did gain some weight and that was something that I had to deal with I was kind of small or whatever I was just like happy with my weight when I left and when I was traveling and drinking I was gaining weight and that was just something that I was aware of it's not like I wasn't okay with it because I just I knew how much I was doing and I was I was enjoying life and so I was okay with it but I was something I was aware of and a little bit self-conscious about so looking forward when I go traveling again I think being more into my wellness and that balance and staying healthier fuck yeah I fucking went wild had so much fucking fun and I think that whole gaining weight has benefited me in the long run just like looking back now but just like a little tip staying healthy having those extra little tips of like how you stay healthy and good practices while traveling I think it's really important um the sun in Australia will fuck you up I don't give a shit what you say I got burnt so fucking bad I was in so much pain I had to go to the fucking pharmacy to get like a spray because I was in so much pain um another fucking crazy ass thing about Australia is the bugs and the spiders the fucking big ones yes they're crazy they're huge they look disgusting but it's the little ones that are fucking will kill you I saw some fucking bugs yes they're fucking there fucking crazy as fuck it's not like it was like a constant thing like the huntsman's the huntsman's those things are fucking huge and abby told me that there was one time that in the nanny cave which is what we called like our living quarters and oh my god it was disgusting but it's the white tips the red backs those are crazy 
Fuck, another thing. If you do not have an English license, you need to get an international license. I got an international license. My host family said I needed one, but when I got there, I was like, I didn't actually need this. But it's good to have. Like, why not have it? If you have AAA, I literally went to AAA and I think it costs like 20 bucks. But if I were to go to Europe, I would 100% have to get an international license so that they could translate. It just basically shows that you're fucking competent enough to, you can drive a car and it just translates your license. Okay, so now coming home, like I said, being aware of my weight gain, I was like nervous to see my friends. I was nervous because I definitely felt like I was a different person. It was weird coming home in my fucking journal because preparing for this episode, I read through my journal to just get more details and I literally wrote that I felt as if I wasn't going to be fulfilled with my life back at home. I was doing something every weekend and before I left home, I was just like working, going to school, like not doing much. I had that boyfriend that I broke up with and so I was definitely worried about coming home and when I talked to my other travel friends they also felt the same way like they were nervous about coming home they felt disconnected from their friends and their families and so when I came home like it was definitely kind of like I don't know it was definitely a little weird I think me and my friends actually gone to fight I think I don't know but after I got home for a while I like re kind of found myself I resettled back in and obviously I love home and I love my friends there was definitely a transition coming back home and Australia felt like home for me like especially living in the same area that I did for almost a year where I was living I got those simple routines like I had a gym that I went to I had friends that I would go scuba diving with I built like a little life there for myself and then at home I felt like I kind of had to like restart that when I came home I was a fucking freeloader I was poor as fuck but I came home in the holidays so I was like okay maybe I'll hang out for two months I can like really just work out chill relax have the holidays and then after New Year's try to get a job and luckily my dad he covered my bills for me those couple months and I asked him too I was like could you help me pay for my CrossFit membership so I can like get in shape because I was also doing hot yoga to get back in shape too so my fucking dad he's the sweetest man on earth I was a freeloader for a bit and in that time I got a nannying job and I've been I'm currently still with that nannying family but I fucking got my ass back in shape I noticed that I had gained weight and I was okay with it and I was like you know what this is my time to get back in shape really focus on me and something that I'm really proud of is that I fucking did it like I totally lost all my traveling weight I got myself in shape I fucking did CrossFit like it was going out of style I'd fucking go to the gym like five days a week and I just found something that worked for me I love hot yoga and I love CrossFit but it was no doubt in my mind I'm gonna prove this to myself I'm going to get in shape. And so I did it. So if you're worried about fucking gaining weight while traveling, I kind of just tell myself, you know what? Fucking live your life. And if I go out and I travel and I gain weight, I'm just going to be like, you know what? This is my body right now. And I'm loving it. I'm loving my life. And you just got to fucking have that body positivity. But it's okay to feel fucking like, man, I was fit. Now I'm fucking not. So just know, you can fucking always get back into shape. But don't sacrifice not enjoying everything that you can enjoy because you shouldn't fucking live like that. Okay, I think I'm done rambling for this episode. I had so much fun recording it. I hope whoever chooses to listen to loves listening to it and gets some inspiration and knowledge. You can go and travel. I know the borders aren't open yet, but fucking start doing your bucket list. During quarantine, I literally made a list of every place I wanted to go to and what I wanted to do, and I need to expand on that because the world's going to open soon again, and you want to be ready. Okay, bye. See you guys on episode two.